celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Sunday, the second day of January of your new year, 2022. That is 1-2-2-0-2-2. That is your date. And we welcome you to the show, coming to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM in Las Vegas. In your frozen gaming capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, man. Right now, outside of the studios here, as I look out the window at Sports Talk 1400 AM, where, again, we emanate and originate all this stuff, 27 degrees. Right now, sun is shining, sky is blue. Thank goodness there is no wind right now. But it's 27 degrees. A little bit after 8 o'clock in the morning on the second day of January here in Las Vegas. And it's only going to get up to a high of 48 degrees. We're kind of like under a... Yeah, I know. Everybody listening to us worldwide on our different uh, platforms like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global, or your your smartphones, your Androids and your iPhones. You can get the uh, KSHP phone app at your phone app store so you can hear us now streaming on your phones and anywhere you get the podcasting where there as well so we welcome all of you worldwide to the race day show and i know a lot of you out there listening right now beyond nevada in places that are a lot colder are sitting there saying quit whining but man here we don't get that cold i mean we get three seasons and we get you know We swelter in the summertime, but, man, we're in a deep freeze right now, 27 degrees. Um, And it's going to be that way for the uh, rest of the weekend going into uh, next week. We actually don't get above freezing overnight until we get to Tuesday and Wednesday, but it'll start warming up then. But that's the way it is right now. But it's always fast, firm, warm, and perfect in the race books here in Las Vegas, and that's where we'll be between the race and sports books, right? Because we got week 17 of the NFL, the bulk of the NFL games uh, this week fall on a Sunday. Week 17, we got a couple of more weeks to go, and then the playoffs. And some teams, some matchups really mean something uh, today. In fact, some matchups today are a pseudo playoff game. And of course, tonight you'll see the Vikings uh, against the Packers out there at uh, Lambeau. <laughs> Probably just about as cold there cold here as it is there anyhow you got that going what about those bowl games yesterday if you did not like college football in the bowl games please take your temperature that rose bowl was unbelievable and the comeback earlier in the day oklahoma state beating uh notre dame after notre dame had what a four touchdown lead at halftime boy they crashed and burned Anyhow, a lot of great uh, NFL action going on today. A lot of gridiron action, and all the other—you know—we got other sports going on. We got like hockey and and basketball, 
college and, and pro basketball going on, too, and all that great stuff for horse racing. Amanda, we have a record. We had something really spectacular happen yesterday in horse racing. Get to that in just a moment. Looking across the contiguous 48, though, uh, from the Midwest on to the West, might be cold, but it's clear. Clear as a bell up and down the Pacific Coast in the Gulf Coast. And in the South Atlantic coast, it's clear. But, boy, they've got a front coming through there in the northeast, New York, right up to Maine, etc. It's going to be a lot of snow. And you got rain going through the the mid-Atlantic. And and right now it's going to get to the uh, southern part, South Atlantic, too. So all the action's going on east, Midwest, uh, east. All that stuff there. As a matter of fact, uh, Jonathan Hardoon uh, texted us uh, just uh, moments ago with his selections for you today, saying that it rained all night. The track at uh, Aqueduct is officially labeled muddy right now, and it was uh, pretty well off yesterday as well. But that's uh, that's the weather on this second day of January. After all, we are in winter. Bada-bing, bada-bing, bada-bing. Okay. All right, we're going to wrap up uh, the big holiday roller coaster we've been on, right? Ever since Thanksgiving, you go through all the holidays and all the stuff that you got to do during the holidays and, and, and uh, the shopping and the, and the eating and the celebrating. And then you got Christmas Eve, you had Christmas, then you opened Santa Anita, and we rolled through and we got to New Year's Eve, more, uh, more celebrating, etc. And we got through New Year's Day yesterday. With all the great stuff and the championship game, the uh, uh, the college football championship game. I said yesterday was on the 8th of <clears throat> January. I was wrong. That's a Saturday. They're going to have the national championship between Alabama and uh, Georgia on Monday night, January 10th. And, of course, like I said, we'll go into the football, NFL football playoffs on the way to the Super Bowl. And we are already charting horses on the road to the Kentucky Derby, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yesterday, three of the major racetracks had uh, their first go-round with the newly turned birthdays of all the horses that turned a year older. So the two-year-olds became three yesterday, and right away they had three races for three-year-olds yesterday uh, on the road to you-know-where on the first Saturday in May. We start, though, with an absolute record-making day out at the great race place, Santa Anita. Jockey Flavian Pratt, who is a perennial leader uh, in California and certainly uh, one of the top jockeys in the nation right now, had had booked, uh, he had mounts in all 10 of the races yesterday at San Nita, all 10 of them. He won six out of the 10 races and finished second in the other four races. He was in every exacta yesterday at Santa Anita on an absolute blockbuster day for his career, as if he needs even more accolades. This kid can ride. He wins the second race, Queen of Thorns, 380. Wins the third race, Smuggler's Run, 260. Okay, they were, you know, they were dead favorites, but, you know, Jock's got to get these horses around the track just the same. Then he comes in the fifth race with Mad Stephen, another favorite, paying four forty. He wins the Bobby Frankel stakes on the turf with Luck, who just absolutely destroyed her field, paying three eighty. Trainer Richard Baltus, trainer of Luck, also trained the second place finisher, Bosa Cheetah. So he finishes first and second, Baltus does. Mucho unusual finished third in that race. Then in the La Cañada Stakes, as time goes by, destroys her competition with one of the easiest rocking chair rides you'll ever see. Flavian Pratt aboard, his fifth win of the day, and the second win of the day for trainer Bob Baffert as well. We'll get to that in a minute. And then Flavian Pratt caps off the day winning the 10th race with riding with Dino, paying 580. Six wins, four second-place finishes out of ten races yesterday at Santa Anita. I do not remember any jockey ever doing that in all of the time I've been following racing. Might have been, might have happened, but I have don't remember. 
What a day for jockey Flavian Pratt. Now, the other stakes races. The Sham Stakes for three-year-olds. Baffert wins that with Newgrange. Newgrange, John Velasquez aboard. Velasquez and Baffert have been just absolutely knocking it out of the park in the early days of Santa Anita. What a team this has been, huh, so far? Uh, Newgrange paid seven forty, outrunning Rockefeller with Mr. Pratt aboard, which was also a Baffert trainee. So Bob Baffert finishes first and second in the Sham Stakes, wins another Sham Stakes, and the first... Gauntlet thrown for the uh, road to the Kentucky Derby with three-year-olds. Newgrange, 740. Oviatt Class finished third. Supporting features included, uh, besides the Bobby Frankel that luck won, you had the Joe Hernandez. Chewing gum gets up in the final stages in the final jump to win in a photo finish. 1340 outrunning Beer Can Man with Platt, Pratt, who finished second. Brand was third in that race. Billy Mott. Trained chewing gum, invaded to California to win the Joe Hernandez. And then uh, the La Cunada, of course, won by As Time Goes By. What a day yesterday for Flavian Pratt, hmm? I want to thank Richie Yang. He had that last race winner for us as well. And uh, John Lendo's horse finished second, so there was the uh, Sirocco play, the exacta there. Not much, but good stuff. Six wins, four seconds for Flavian Pratt yesterday at San Nita. Wow. <laughs> All right, the other races, two more races for three-year-olds yesterday. Oaklawn Park staged the Smarty Jones. And this was a real scrum. Boy, I'll tell you what, th- this uh, this was a 13-horse field that went around that racetrack, and the one that got the trip and got the win was Dash Attack. David Cohen aboard the Kenny McPeak trainee Dash Attack wins the Smarty Jones Paying seventeen forty four the victory. Barber Road was second and Ignitus was third. I would imagine that uh, those would be horses you'll be talking about a little bit later on the road to you know where. Uh Tiago Piera uh just uh, showed up yesterday for his first day of uh, competing at Oaklawn Park and he got to the tenth and final race and got his first Oaklawn winner, Piera did. With a horse called Zitman, and that horse paid eighteen twenty yesterday at Oaklawn Park. And then at Aqueduct, they held the Jerome Stakes on an off track. Cavassier wins that with uh, Mr. Jose Ortiz aboard, paying ten dollars even, outrunning Smarten Up and Cook Creek at Aqueduct yesterday. And Gulfstream Park also had a race for three-year-olds, the Mucho Macho Man. And in the Mucho Macho Man, the winner was Simplification. Javier Castellano aboard 1040, outrunning the rest of the field there. Other stakes races on the Gulfstream undercard, the cash run won by Kathleen O. A Jerry Jackowitz pick on the show, $6 even. The Ginger Brew for three-year-old fillies at a mile on the turf, won by A Little Love and Luck, Paco Lopez, 1780. The Limehouse, six furlongs for three-year-olds, won by Lightning Larry with Mr. Murrah aboard at 860. And the uh, Dania Beach on the turf, won by Grand Sonata, Tyler Gaffleyone at 460. And those were the results of all those great races yesterday. Every one of the major racetracks holding their very first race for three-year-olds. So there you have it. There it is. I want to remind everybody that uh, Santa Anita is going to seed the uh, final pick five of today. The late pick five today at Santa Anita already has 50 grand in the pot as a kind of makeup for that uh, Monday debacle they had with uh, taking the horses off the turf, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they, they did a nice nice thing for us. So fifty grand is in the pot there for the late pick five today at uh, Santa Anita. One final note. Trainer Billy Turner, he was the guy who guided the Seattle Slough to win the 1977 Triple Crown. Now, remember, he, this Seattle Slough was taken away from him afterwards 
But Billy Turner was the uh, trainer that guided Seattle Slough to his undefeated Triple Crown win. He was undefeated going through and winning the Triple Crown. Billy Turner passed away from cancer while at his home in Florida yesterday. He was 81 uh, years old. So I remember that. In fact, uh, I was uh, covering for Hollywood Park the team of uh, Seattle Slough when he came to the swap stakes. After winning the Triple Crown, they got him to come out to California, and he was running in the swap stakes, and an international, international uh, media was all over the place, so they had several of the staff members getting out there early in the morning. I was out out there 4 o'clock in the morning every morning attending to the media. And then, of course, Swaps beats him in the uh, in the stakes race. I mean, not Swaps. It was the Swap Stakes won by J.O. Tobin. J.O. Tobin won it. That was Swap Stakes was the name of the race. Bill Shoemaker aboard J.O. Tobin that won uh, that race there. Boy, just picking out the memory, huh? Man, oh, man. All right. Enough of that said. We got stuff to do on this show, right? We got to get some more winners for you. So let's get started. We'll be right back on the Race Day Show with uh, Jonathan Hardoon's picks, Rich Ang, John Lindo, and Jerry J. as well. we got another twin cue for you today from Station Casinos, your racing menu yet to come. So um, get that extra hot piping cup of coffee. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty back on race day las vegas uh, just taking a look at uh, one of the many categories that wound uh, wind up uh, the 2020 year you know how all the stats uh, leading jockeys leading trainers leading horses bada bing bada bong and all that stuff there the one that was uh, kind of tricky was the uh, the highest-earning jockey of the year of 2020. Remember that Joel Rosario was rolling along, uh, winning races, and was well on top, but then he got injured. Remember he got injured, and he was on the sidelines. And so I read Ortiz Jr. in those final days when Rosario was sitting nursing his injury on the sidelines won enough races and enough money to pass him. So Irad Ortiz Jr. wins the earnings uh, title for 2020. His horses earned $21,013,014. And if you're looking at uh, statistics for gamblers, Irad Ortiz Jr. and Flavian Pratt, no surprise either way with either one had a win percentage of 24%. So they won almost one out of every four races they rode last year. And as far as being in the money, huh. 
Well, Irad Ortiz Jr. finished in the money 56% of the time, and Flavian Pratt was in the money 57% of the time. <laughs> so there you have it. Dominating in 2020. And just for an FYI, obviously after the big races yesterday, Flavian Pratt is the early leader in the earnings category as well. Look at this. Right now, his win percentage for the couple of days in 2021, 60%. His win place show, his in-the-money percentage, 100%. <laughs> That'll change, though. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the race book. Simulcast centers racetracks around the country. First post times that we uh, broadcast here on the show each and every day reflect that at the Pacific time zone because that's where we're at. We're here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are race day Las Vegas. We emanate and originate from this gaming capital of the world, over the airwaves, through the studios of Sports Talk, 1400 AM. So if you're listening here, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books. If you're listening anywhere else, on any of the platforms, our websites, the phone apps, the podcasting, etc., however, wherever, whenever, not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to the Pacific time zone, or you'll miss something, and I don't want you to miss anything. So adjust the Pacific time zone. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Are you ready, ready, ready for the menu, huh? All righty then. Do we wake you up? <laughs> All right. We begin with Gulfstream Park. They have their Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot carryover. $734,682 in their Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot carryover at Gulfstream. Ten races today, first post time, 9 a.m. It's about a half an hour away. Tampa Bay Down is next. Tampa Bay Downs has a pick six jackpot carryover of $102,093. They have nine races. Their first post time is 9.15. Then we go to the big A, as they call it, Aqueduct Racecourse. Now, right now at Aqueduct, little showers this morning. Going to be 56 degrees and cloudy at post time. Track is labeled muddy, although Mr. Hardoon says it's probably more than sloppy because it's been raining all night. Nine races today. The $100,000 La Verdad Stakes is the uh, feature. The eighth race, seven furlongs, fillies and mares, four-year-olds and up. Only five have been entered before the off-track. Three to five favorite there is Bank Sting with uh, Dylan Davis. That's the eighth. Nine overall at Aqueduct today. First post time, 920. 920 at Aqueduct. Laurel Park is next. Laurel Park has nine races. And their first post time at Laurel is at 925. Then we get to Turfway Park. Turfway Park. First post time for their eight races is at 10 a.m. Then we get to Oak Lawn Park. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Track was off yesterday. Probably off again today. Nine races today at Oaklawn and the first post time of 10.30. 10.30 at Oaklawn Park today. Fairgrounds, Nolens. The Fairgrounds has nine races. Their first post time is 11.05. You notice a lot of them don't have stakes races today. But Santa Anita has three of them. Their first post time, listen up, listen up. Post time at Santa Anita, 12 high noon, 12 noon Pacific. Ten races today, the stakes races, the $75,000 Kalukin Queen, We'll go as the third race. The even money favorite there is Edgeway with John Velasquez. And then you have the $100,000 Blue Norther Stakes at a mile on the turf for three-year-old Philly. Seven go to the post in this one. And the favorite at five to two is Helen's Well with Umberto Rispoli. And then the tenth and final race is the $100,000 Eddie Logan at a mile on the turf for three-year-olds. A field of ten there. And the five to two favorite is... Maglev with uh, Mr. Rispoli aboard. So you got 10 races today at Santa Anita. Pick six jackpot, $197,994. But remember that the sixth race, the start of the late pick five today at Santa Anita, has a seeded pot of $50,000 already. There's 50 grand in there already. They're seeding the late pick five today. Sixth race starts that off at San Anita. First race again. Did you hear me? Say it with me. 12 high noon. All right. Then we got uh, Golden Gate. They got a pick six jackpot carryover. $11,316. 11 races today at Golden Gate. And the first post time at 1245. 
And then we wrap it up with Los Alamitos in Southern California. And Los Al is seeding their pick six this evening with $10,000. So there's 10 grand sitting in their pick six pool already seated by the track. It's a regular pick six, no jackpot, nothing like that. Pick six, 10 grand tonight at Los Al. They have 10 races, five mixed breed races, two thoroughbred races, and only three quarter horse races tonight at Los Al in the first post time of 5.15. That is your Sunday, January 2nd racing menu. And we're just getting started. Coming up next, your twin queue from Station Casinos. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Now, here's the station's Twin Q report. Play the Twin Q today at any station's casino's race book near you. Time to get your Twin Q report. Yesterday, the Twin Q at Station Casinos featured a carryover of $6,865.60. Featured uh, two races, separate tracks. The first of the Twin Q yesterday was the Smarty Jones Stakes. The winning numbers there were uh, 1 and 10. And... Uh, the winner paid seventeen forty. Second horse paid nine eighty. That was the Smarty Jones. And then the second half of the Twin Q was the tenth race at Santa Anita. And the winning numbers there were four seven. The seven actually won the race. That was Flavian Pratt's sixth winner of the day. Paid five eighty. Second horse paid three twenty. So with two favorites finished first and second at Santa Anita. So uh, the uh, Twin Q winning numbers one ten four seven. There were eight winners in the Twin Q, chopping up that 6800 Each got $858.20. $858.20 in the Twin Q yesterday at Station Casinos. Okay, they're going to put up another 5000 today. Yep, five grand. Today's Twin Q that you can only play at the Station Casinos for $5,000 features a couple of races at Santa Anita today. Same track. First of the puzzle is the sixth race at Santa Anita, a starter allowance race, four-year-olds and up at a mile on the turf. Scratch the four, KP all systems go, but there were 13 entered, so you still have 12 in this one-mile turf race, sixth race, Santa Anita, first half of the twin queue. And the favorite is 7-2 to two on the morning line. Ooh, boy, this will be a scrum. Second half of the Twin Q today at San Anita will be the 10th and final race, the Eddie Logan Stakes at a mile on the turf for three-year-olds. A field of 10 goes there. And the 5-2 morning line favorite there is, of course, Maglev, as we said. So you have the 6th race, a mile on the turf. 10th race, a mile on the turf. 6th race, an older starter allowance event. And, of course, the 10th race is for 3-year-old stakes race, the Eddie Logan. There you are. 6th and 10th races today. All turf. All Santa Anita. That's your Twin Q puzzle today. Station Casinos Twin Q. Five grand. And the post time at the Twin Q right on 235. Eh, about 2.30. Don't get shut out. All right, Rich Ang, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. So um, did you uh, recover from uh, the heart palpitation of the Rose Bowl yesterday? <laughs> I tell you what, Ralph, I I can't remember a game where I saw <laughs> worse tackling by both oh. defenses. 
And uh, it was exciting. It was an exciting game. But I, I get the feeling Ohio State just scored a few minutes ago. Uh, they scored again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, if you want to see bad tackling, and you know that I am a Notre Dame fan, if you want to see bad tackling, then you should have watched the Fiesta Bowl earlier in the day. Notre Dame got out to a 28-point lead, 28-7 to at halftime. They lost the game. And their tackling, their defense was horrible. And I hate to say that because, you know, I love uh, Notre Dame. But the fact is, just a plain fact is, their tackling was horrible. So uh, if we had horrible tackling going on in the Rose Bowl, and uh, you duly noted, at least it was from both teams instead of just one. (laughs) But here's the thing about uh, Las Vegas, folks. Uh, see, Richie's okay with this because Utah did lose the game, but they lost the game by three points. And we were afforded three and a half points in the spread. So we won it by the hook. Yeah, when they were making that last drive, Ohio State down the field, I was thinking, God, if they score a touchdown, we're dead. Uh, you know, sw- swallows all up because uh, yeah, they were taking up all the time and, and going up by seven. But uh, they ended up kicking a field goal in the red zone with 12 seconds left. Yep. I mean, they, they kind of, they had a chance to score a touchdown, but they kind of mismanaged the clock themselves. Ohio State did. They did. <laughs> it was an exciting game, but boy, when I saw that, uh, when I saw the kicking team come out onto the, uh, on, onto the field, I said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. What a game, though, huh? You talk about an exciting game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there have been some incredible Rose Bowls through the years. I mean, uh, one year it was the, the national championship mm-hmm. game between Texas and USC. Yeah. Uh, they're going up and down the field. And the, uh, the couple of years ago, I can't remember the two teams, but the score was in the forties back and forth. And uh, so there've been some really exciting games and uh, <laughs> it just seems like the defenses stay home when they come out the pass. Boy, I'll tell you what, I mean, come on, really? Wow. Okay. Well, uh, we got the NFL today. We got the, uh, what the, this is, we got uh, one more week to go, right? Yeah, this is week 17 out of 18, because right. now it's a 17-game schedule. So um, there's one more week next week. But the, I guess there was some stat that very few teams are eliminated from the playoffs. I know. Like 20-something teams mathematically eligible to still make the playoffs. So and, and, that the includes our, and that includes our Las Vegas Raiders. If the Las Vegas Raiders win, their, win out the last two games, they uh, can get in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, they could they could come in the back or they have had a unbelievably uh, traumatic season. I yeah. mean, uh, between Gruden getting fired, and the wide receiver rugs with uh, his incident. And, yeah, uh, and, John and, even having John Madden, an ex uh, Raider coach, yeah. uh, pass away recently. I mean, there's been a lot on the table for the Raiders to digest. And the COVID's um, uh, in and out of some of the key players. Sure. It has been an absolute roller coaster for the Raiders, but they still have a shot. And like I yep. said. Earlier in the show, this week 17, a lot of these games are like really playoff games for the teams participating. So it'll be kind of fun to watch that. But uh, what about Flavie and Pratt yesterday, huh? Yeah, that was really something. Six wins in uh, four seconds. I mean, just just phenomenal. I I, I put a little tweet out there that uh, in, in my younger days when I first started following horse racing, there was a jockey named Steve Cawthon yep. who was an apprentice who came to New York and rode at Aqueduct in the wintertime. He had ridden at River Downs uh, uh, during the fall and summer and came to New York. And he was winning like five, six, seven races a day. And like Flavion Pratt, even the races that he missed, he was right there running second and third. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen a performance like that since, since my Steve Cawthon memories. <laughs> Steve Cawthon, uh, they wrote a book about him called The Kid. He was the writer yep. of uh, Affirmed when uh, as a young kid as, you know, a teenager, uh, beating uh, Alidar in the uh, Triple Crown. So it's something. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and in fact, uh, here's, here's, here's a small trivia, and then we'll, we'll go on to the pick. But mm-hmm. the Steve Cawthon was so dynamic that winter at uh, Aqueduct that he actually changed the rules because they, they used to be able to be named on two horses in a race. Yeah. And then he would, and then Lenny Goodman would have his choice of mounts. After Cawthon said, only one horse. <laughs> you can only be put on one horse at a time. <laughs> yeah. So change the rules. I mean, we know you're good, but I don't think you can ride two horses at one time in a race, that's for sure. And uh, by the <laughs> way, folks, uh, Lenny Goodman was his uh, agent. And that's what yes. 
All right, uh, time uh, time to get started with today at Santa Anita. Your selections for all the races today at Santa Anita available right now at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. Just go to RacedayLasVegas.com and uh, you'll click Richie's icon and get it. Richie had a nice winner for us in the last race last night. I'll bet you thought when Pat, Pat won five races that you had him uh, as a pick for the sixth uh, winner, that uh, you had a guy that was in the zone. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the thing about the odds, I... The horse was like nine to two with about a minute to post. Yep, crosses the finish line at nine to five. Yeah, so it's like, and oh he won. Goodness. He won by the slimmest of margins. I mean, that was a very slim, uh, prime cut nose. That's for sure. All right, time to get started. Where are we going? Hey, is, hey a, 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 a nose is as good as a mile in this business. So uh, we're going to parlay that winner to one today. Yeah, I've had a two in a row, so yep. let's go for three in a row. Let's go for the hat trick. Right back to the, yeah, I'll go right back to the tenth race, second leg of the Twin Q, and we'll go back to that man Flavion Pratt. He's riding a horse number eight, Boy Z, mm-hmm. and uh, this horse has run three really good races for Jonathan Wong. Big rider switched to uh, Pratt. Uh, this horse won last time, and it didn't look like he really liked the uh, synthetic the tap of the surface, mm-hmm. but his two grass races are really good. 25 win plays, two for the ROI, number eight, Boise in the 10th race at Santa Anita. And we don't mean Idaho either. We mean Boise, the horse in the 10th race. Boise, the eight horse, is uh, Rich Ang's play. 25 win place is the uh, is the uh, stipend we give him. The $2 ROI, two to win on the eight in the 10th for the race day Las Vegas hat trick of picks and winners from Rich Ang. Richie, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right. Now, what I want to do before we go to the break is get you Jonathan Hardoon's plays. Now, Jonathan gave us a play at Oaklawn Park and at Santa Anita. So uh, I would imagine you might have your sheets out for Santa Anita after getting Richie's pick. So we'll stay at Santa Anita, work our way back. At Santa Anita, Jonathan's play comes in the ninth race. So we have a uh, race day Las Vegas uh, late double going. In the ninth race at Santa Anita, Jonathan Hardoon's play is number seven. Who's the star? We hope he is. The seven, who's the star? Bravo aboard at eight to one is Jonathan Hardoon's play. Jonathan Hardoon's play in the ninth race, number seven at Santa Anita. So we got a late double going there, the seven, eight late double there. Okay. Oaklawn Park. Go to the fifth race, and in the fifth race at Oaklawn Park, Jonathan's play is number 11, Opus Equus. All right? Opus Equus, the 11 horse. In the fifth race at Oaklawn Park is Jonathan's play for the race day listeners. So you have Jonathan's uh, two plays there. And, again, I want to remind you that he does full sheets for Santa Anita, Oaklawn, Gulfstream Park, and yes, even Aqueduct today. So if you have uh, notions to play any of those races, go to Jonathan's website and grab some of his selections there as well. We'll be back to wrap up our show as we always do with our closing act, John and Jerry. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show. The only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas. Now we're going to bring in John Lindo. And, uh, John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Well, uh, they, what did they got a chalkboard out of the sign in front of the uh, racetrack there? Uh, the first couple of days was Bob Baffert Downs. Now it's Flavian Park. 
<laughs> well, how about ten races, six wins in four wow. seconds? He he would have won the place pick all. They would have had one yesterday at Santa Anita. I got to tell you this. Uh, we were reminiscing me and uh, Richie earlier about his uh, his performance yesterday at Santa Anita and how uh, Steve Cawthon, when he came around as a seventeen year old, was doing uh, kind of like the same thing in New York. And he rode, of course, affirmed to win the uh, Triple Crown that year. And Las Barrera decided to go uh, to in, in California. He had a California uh, stable, uh, the trainer of Affirmed. So Affirmed went out to Santa Anita that wintertime, and Cawthon followed him out. And just like Flavio and Pratt in the last couple of days have, have been, uh, you know, like limited to, you know, a win or two, he was really not doing the Flavio and Pratt multiples as he normally does. Steve Cawthon went through a horrendous winless period at Santa Anita that winter, so much so that by the time a firm started running back in the races like the Stroop Stakes, etc., he was replaced by Lafitte Pinkai Jr., and that's how Pinkai got him uh, in riding his four-year-old career. So what I'm saying is even the greatest of jockeys and trainers, etc., go through slumps, but boy, Flavian Pratt sure popped out of it yesterday, didn't he? He sure did, and he, you know, he's got nine winners at the meet now. I, I think Johnny Velasquez has eight, eight with, with Bob Baffert alone in ten races. They've run 39 races so far at the meet. Johnny <laughs> Velasquez, Flavio, and Proud have won 19. Oh, so so if, it, if it's not those two guys, it, it's a pretty small piece of the pie for the rest of the field. I will say this, though. Bob Baffert is sure unleashing some really dynamite-looking uh, perspectives uh, in the last couple of days, that's for sure. And the Sham Stakes winner is one of them. That was a nice win by Newgrange. And you know he can he controlled the race because he only he had the only two speed horses in the race, and you knew that the two Bob Baffert horses were not going to hook up. So when Rockefeller laid off of Newgrange, that kind of set the tone, and uh, Newgrange on the lead, and then first time two turns, but he finished it off well, and we'll see where he goes next. But uh, uh, he's a very very talented horse. I don't know how far he'll run, mm-hmm. but he's going to get there pretty quick. I'll tell you what, every one of those horses that come out for Baffert, boy, they they strike one heck of a silhouette on the racetrack, don't? They? Well, they're not cheap, and uh, you know, and you know they're fit because they're they're working against each other in the morning. It's a, like elimination heats out there with the Baffert workouts. Yeah, that, that yeah, you got a good point there. That's for sure. All right, John, you are doing a Lindo report for two racetracks, one at Oaklawn Park and one at Santa Anita. Full Lindo reports for both Oaklawn and Santa Anita available today at the South Point Racebook exclusively. And uh, you, we were talking about Piera showing up and finally getting there at Oaklawn. And uh, he got down to the last race yesterday at Oakland and finally got his first Oakland win. Yeah, he had five bounce on the first first day at Oakland Park, one with Zitman at eighteen twenty in the last race. So Gary Stevens has got him off to a good start and Giovanni Franco had I think three winners on his first day down there. Yeah. So both those guys being represented by Gary Stevens off to good good starts at Oakland Park. And you do you're doing an Oakland Park uh, a sheet right now, the Linda Report, because there's a lot of Southern California influence there, not only by the jockeys, but horses going down there as well. But they got this strange condition. Down there at Oaklawn Park, three-year-olds and up. I mean, these three-year-olds were just two-year-olds a couple of days ago. Yeah, that was shocking to me. Usually it's not till March or April you see the three-year-olds take on older horses. But they started down there January 1. And there are five races today that are, have the conditions three-year-olds and up. Uh, and there are a couple races where the three-year-olds are actually facing older horses today. There will be four three-year-olds in race three and one three-year-old in race number nine wow. facing older horses. And, you know, this time of year, Ralph, as a handicapper, I'm going to take a stand against those three-year-olds until they catch up a little bit with the oh, older horses. Oh, yeah, come on. They were two-year-olds a couple of days ago, for goodness sakes. But that's kind of uh, an unusual and fun type of uh, condition they got going down there. And you are figuring it out anyhow because the Linda Report had five top picks on the sheet yesterday, winners that paid seventeen forty and eighteen twenty. Thank you very much. And uh, what's your schedule next week for the Lindo Report? We'll continue to do both Santa Anita and Oakland Park full cards. Both tracks race next Friday through Sunday, so two two Lindo reports each day next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right. Well, now that we talked about Oakland, you can give us your Oakland selection first, and then we'll get to Santa Anita. Let's go to race number two at Oakland Park. In the second race uh, at Oakland, number eight, Heritage Park. He looked like a heavy horse coming off the layoff last time, showed really good speed and got tired. Little drop in class for this race today. He'll be a much fitter horse, and he's the speed of the speed. He ought to shake loose in this field. Seven to two on the morning line, number eight, Heritage Park, race number two at Oakland. Uh, the conditions today, the track? 
Uh, I'm assuming uh, they did not train this morning, so it's going to be off. It'll be muddy or, or sloppy, but uh, I, I would assume that track, it takes water, and it holds this form really well. Okay, and the second race then, number eight, Heritage Park, the eight in the second race at Oakland Park is John Lindo's play from the Lindo Report that you can get covering all the races at Oakland right now at the uh, South Point, as well as Santa Anita. The full Lindo Report is there as well. And the Lindo Report for both tracks has the full coverage, uh, all the selections, and then a late, suggested late pick for it, and all the goody information at the bottom, like uh, those conditions uh, different uh, at uh, at uh, Oakland Park is also noted there. And at the Santa Anita sheet, you note that the $50,000 Late pick five uh, pool will be seated today, and that late pick five starts in the sixth race. Absolutely, and uh, that's a good thing for the horse players. Uh, I'm glad that Santa Anita stepped up after what happened with those races coming off the grass late on Monday. Yeah, no question about that. That's for sure. All right, Linda Report pick at Santa Anita. Let's go to race number two. In the, in the second race, a first-time starter, number one, she's, a bullet, she's bulletproof. Mm-hmm. This is a full sister to the very quick turf sprinter, bulletproof one, uh-huh. uh, training well at San Luis Rey for Ruben Alvarado. You've got to remember, this is the Peter Miller stable. Mm-hmm. We know that the Peter Miller barn for years has been very good in turf sprints. Gets Johnny Velasquez here. She's bred to do what she's doing today, which is sprint on grass. Four to one on the program. I expect number one, she's bulletproof to come out running. Race number two, Santa Anita. Second race at Santa Anita, number one. She's bulletproof. Hope she is. The one in the second race, John Lindo's selection for the race day listeners at Santa Anita and the ROIs there uh, at Santa Anita and Oakland. Do you have an update? Do you have a 2021 uh, update? Yeah, uh, I, I, I finished up the ROI for 2021 at .94, so we'll try and get back over that number oh. for 2022. Well, you're beating the takeout, that's for sure. And what about M- Emily Ellingwood? Uh, she was off yesterday again, a little sore. From I, I don't know what her status is for today, but mm-hmm. not only did she have to take off mounts because of the fall, she also was handed a three-day suspension <laughs> uh, for her ride in the first race uh, on Friday. So she had an eventful Friday. Yeah, she sure did. But that was last year. She's going to clean the slate for this year, that's for sure, when she gets back. And, uh, John, uh, racing resumes at San Anita again on Thursday, right? No, no. Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Three-day Friday, weeks for Saturday, both Sunday. the Oakland and San Anita. When do they draw for Friday? Uh, this morning. They will enter this morning okay. for Friday. Let's see. Uh, I hope uh, we keep the entries uh, going there as well. All right, John, thanks a lot, my man. Enjoy, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. You got it. Good luck today. All right, you got it. And now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralphie. Now, by the way, uh, just a comment on two-year-olds, particularly in January. Uh-huh. Very few of them are actually three-year-olds. They Most of the horses are pulled more around March and, you know, and February, March, and April. Yeah. So they're really still two-year-olds in the, for the most part. Yeah, uh, by by nature, you're right. That is the fact. Of course, universally, right. to make everything simple, at the, at the beginning of the year, all the horses have a universal birthday turning one year older. And uh, you are right, though. A lot of the folds don't happen until, uh, you know, a couple of uh, months and maybe uh, four months into the next year. So you're right. They are actually physically still two-year-olds against the older horses. That is unusual. Yeah. That That is true. And... Uh, I think even, um, was it last year or the year before, there was even a uh, May fall that raced in the Kentucky Derby. Oh, wow. It sort of probably was still, uh, a na- as you say, a nature-wise, still a two-year-old yeah. running in the Derby. So it, this is a real big advantage to all the horses this time of year, as you, you and John both alluded to, particularly well, I- in January. All I can say is the uh, performances at Santa Anita on the human side. Bafford won two races yesterday. His second one, the La Cunata Stakes. And, of course, uh, his first one was the Sham Stakes. Not only did he win it with Newgrange, he finished second in the race as well. And uh, Richard Baltus uh, finished first and second in the Bobby Franco with Luck and uh, Bosa Cheetah. So uh, these guys are doing well as, as well as John Velasquez yeah, and Flappy and Pratt. Wow. Well, they're both really hot and uh Baltus and Baffert are definitely going great guns right now. And, uh, of course, the jockeys who sit on their horses are going to be having gaudy records. But, you know, with Pratt, that win where he beat Johns was Aligato uh, mm-hmm. by uh, the smallest. Yeah, the, I, I, I thought it was at least a dead heat right. that Aligato actually won. But uh-huh. it shows you what the great jockeys are able to do. They're able to literally manufacture an inch when they need it, and 
that really is what separates really, really good jockeys from great jockeys. You know, I heard a, I heard a, a guy once analyzing it said, like, it's uh, 80% the horse, 85 or even 90% the horse, and only 10% the jockey. But if everything comes out even, that 10% the jockey adds to the equation makes 100% of the difference. Right. Well, you know, uh, when I came into horse racing, uh, now back in the 1970s, the way it was explained to me is all the jockeys are approximately, you know, if they rode the same horse, they would all finish within one length of each other. Okay. But so you're you're quite right. So obviously the ones that are going to finish in in the front are the Flavian Prats and the J.R. Velasquez's, and the ones that finish in the back are, you know, are the other guys who, you know, who really toil for a living. Yeah, yeah. Just well, here's here's the deal, uh, Jerry. I'm giving you a full two minutes to give me two picks, one at Gulfstream and one at Sanita, oh, cool. because uh, Gulfstream Park is now the uh, the track on the East Coast that you do right. for the uh, winter time. So where are we going first? Okay, let's go to the sixth race, Ralph. We're going to go to the old where are we going? Track. Where are we going first? At Gulfstream. Gulfstream, oh, Gulfstream okay. We'll go east and then west. Okay. We're going a mile and 70 on the all-weather track. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've noticed about the all-weather track is that the horses that are down on the rail and on the inside have a little disadvantage so far. Okay, all right. And um, so you have some return, the six horse. It's a small field. There's only six horses Mm -hmm. at three to one for Safi Joseph. Luis Saez takes the mount, and he's drawn, obviously, to the outside, and this is the fourth race in this horse's cycle. All right. Second time on the the all-weather track. We ran really well the first time, Uh and it's first time LASIK, so there's an awful lot of stuff going on with this three-year-old filly. Okay. And um, I like her a lot. If you get two to one or better, I think you're getting the best of it. So I'll take the six in the sixth race. That's mm-hmm. easy to remember. Yeah. I'll play the six over the one, two, three, do reverses. I will come back and press up six, two, two, six. All right. In the sixth race, San, uh, sixth race at Gulfstream, number six. It's easy to remember. The six and the six at uh, Gulfstream. The link-ups are one, two, three, and reverse. $2 ROI. Two to win on the six in the sixth at Gulfstream with one, two, three. Santa Anita. Yeah, it's a little, uh, John and I have uh, are on a similar wavelength here today, but in a different race. I'm going to the sixth race at Santa Anita as well. Okay. And here I'm going to take the three-horse Secret Club. Mm-hmm. And what I think is similar is, you know, it's Ruben Alvarado with J.R. Velasquez. Uh-huh. Up, so that, that connection is there. But what I love about this horse is the fantastic race. Uh, this gelding ran on October 2nd. All right. Um, just fantastic. And then the next two races, naturally, the horse needs a little bit of recovery time. But he, he didn't go backward too far. But I think today he's going to circle back what I call a circle back line to that uh, October 2nd race. I expect to see okay. him. So we'll take the three in the uh-huh. six and play the three with the six, seven, eight, and 13. Do reverses and press up three and 13. All right. Quickly then, uh, in the uh, sixth race at uh, Santa Anita, the three horses, the key. Link-ups are 6, 7, 8, and 13, and reverse, $2 ROI, 2 to win on the 3 and the 6th. Power pages for all of San Anita, all of Gulfstream Park, at all the station casinos where today their twin queue for $5,000 features the 6th and the 10th races at San Anita. How about that? Ooh. Wrapping up the holiday, we'll be back on Wednesday. God willing, Crick Don't Rise. Go ahead and say it. Have a-